0: Hey guys, welcome to episode number 28 of the Mimi B Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and you're listening to the Mimi B Magazine podcast, a lifestyle podcast all on health, relationships, sex, career, and self-development. This podcast is designed to entertain, inspire, and to motivate you to become the best version of yourself possible. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey guys, I'm here today with my friend Jada, and she is a model here in London. She's all about body positivity. Her Instagram is amazing and super inspiring. So I thought she had to come on my podcast. We had to have a great convo because you guys will love her. Welcome Jada. How are you doing? I'm so
1: good. How are you?
0: I'm great. We're in Jada's flat right now. I still have a freaking cold um (laughs) recorded another podcast yesterday so the one before this I talk about it as well so I'm not fully on point today but we're just gonna go with
1: it she looks fabulous may I add are you kidding
0: me I'm like no makeup like puffy face (laughs) oh my god stop it (laughs) thank you
1: um
0: so yeah I just wanted to have Jada on because I find you super inspiring and like you're a great role model for girls So tell me about your story. Like, how did you start in modeling? How did you like break through this industry as like more of a plus size model? And how did you
1: kind of like really hold your ground with this all? Mm -hmm. So I call myself an accidental model because I sort of fell into this without really knowing what I was getting into. I was doing a master's in child psychotherapy and was working with a lot of young people who had eating disorders and mental health difficulties and body dysmorphia and coming from quite a I guess healthy confident family that loved me no matter what size I was no matter what we ate I mean I'm half Turkish so you step into my house and the first thing we do is feed you Mm. and um, I had a really great luckily a good relationship with food so I couldn't quite understand where this relationship had come from and stemmed from so I did a lot of research And noticed that the media and the lack of representation in the media had a big part to play on this. Um, Instagram had just begun. So I got online and started to campaign for more diversity and representation. This looked like taking images and posting them online of just me in different outfits, in different places almost blogging but it wasn't blogging seven years ago I mean blogging had just begun so um it, it kind of propelled and the images took off and people at that point were hungry to see more women of different sizes so I was approached to be the face of the first ever plus size show during London Fashion Week and off the back of that I was approached by my first ever modeling agency didn't go on to do my doctorate unfortunately but went on to Fly all around the world and model.
0: Which That's cool. so cool. I cannot believe yeah. that. You're an accidental model.
1: God. Yeah. Wow. Mad.
0: That's amazing. Was it scary at first or was it just kind of like you going with the flow you're like okay you know what I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this changing career and I'm just gonna go with it you know
1: yeah absolutely I think I remember getting onto the catwalk my first ever catwalk and being like I don't know what the hell I'm doing um I felt I had the whole imposter syndrome where you're like I'm not gonna be here for very long they're gonna figure out I'm a complete amateur and lying my way through this world I knew nothing about fashion I didn't even know that there was such thing as plus size and straight size i didn't know the terminology
0: but what is the terminology i don't even know that so
1: i, I did not even so the, with the fashion world you have the mainstream black brands that generally work with mainstream models which are the size six to eight and then you have plus size brands that tended to work with girls that were a size 16 upwards and then you have the high fashion couture brands the you know, your mainstream commercial brands. Like fashion is, there's so many different boxes and pigeonholes and I remember stepping into it thinking, you know, I just thought me as a person, if I'm good enough, maybe could work with whoever I want and and actually that naivety was, I guess, what made it so special and I guess stepping into it with such an open eye because I didn't have those blinkers and I didn't have the knowledge of the industry so thought anything was possible and now you know you see so much change of models of all sizes working with across all different brands and those lines are becoming more and more blurred which is fantastic but back then it was so new.
0: Amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. And you literally, it's like the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Cause that's when the whole body positivity movement was evolving and all that jazz, which is so cool. And now you're a full time model, a full time Instagrammer. Yeah. yeah. How do you, so like, where does your confidence come from? Cause I for myself, like, I've struggled so much with confidence. I know a lot of people listening probably have as well. Like, you've just always been this way. Like, do you ever struggle and like have to go through like, a revolution of self-love at all Mm -hmm,
1: absolutely on a constant basis like it never never once did I ever live for more than like three weeks thinking like I'm I'm amazing I'm on top of the game but I know I'm very self-aware and very mindful I work on myself a lot I read a lot of self-help books Mm -hmm. um I guess my background is psychology so I know I'm I have that interpersonal awareness to a degree i guess and i also believe we're on a constant journey of self-love self-worth self-esteem um autonomy living our best life like it's all a work in progress and um, never once do i ever feel like i'm at my best and never once do i ever feel like um how i look on the outside and being perfect on the outside will ever equate to my full happiness um, when I am feeling down in those days that are so normal and happen so often, I look around me, I look at what's happened. Am I, you know, how's work going? Am I overworking? Am I not really doing what I love at the moment? Am I, um how's my relationship with my family? Have I even seen them? Have I had that downtime? Um, You know, am I doing stuff for myself am i having like a hot bath am i reading my books am i going to the gym am i doing my love my you know late night yoga sessions that i love um and you often realize when you are feeling crap it's because you've let a few of those plates drop Mm. and really life is just about keeping these plates spinning and you know you're not going to be you're not going to be able to spin 10 plates all at the same time all the time um but it's just about constantly just picking them back up and getting back on with it
0: That's so amazing. You're so right. That's it for me too. Like I've noticed when I'm doing all the right things and I'm doing well in my career and I'm not, you know, overworking Mm. or underworking and I'm working out and eating really nice and healthy food that nourishes my body. Like I mentally feel so great. Mm. And when I'm not, I, you know, am more, I'm more sensitive to, to feeling negatively about myself. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm like, I'm just out there naked and like mm. waiting for those negative thoughts. Whereas mm. like when I have susceptible. structure, susceptible, that's exactly
1: susceptible to susceptible. Oh yeah. my God. That's a hard one. <laughs> it is a hard one. It's a bit of tongue but yeah, you're more susceptible to all that negativity exactly. and more and letting that affect you. So yeah.
0: yeah, that's, that's how I feel as well. And I think that's kind of the same with everybody. If oh, you absolutely. practice those positive habits, like you're less likely to feel shit about yourself. Yeah.
1: I think it comes down to centering and I know that sounds I don't want to sound like a woohoo hippie or anything because I'm definitely not I'm a London girl and I'm on the go all the time but I definitely know I need to be centred now and again and I I, like love my yoga even if I get to it once a week even if it's once every two weeks as long as I know I can always go back there and know what that feeling feels like centering is so important for me and I think you know family is one of those things as well just spending time with my my nieces and having them all running around even like laughing and screaming at each other like that for me is centering again um just you know I guess hanging like I also look at the people in my circle a lot and I'm so lucky and grateful that I have such a good close tight-knit group of friends that I've known since I was like 16 since I was a uni and um they, those people I don't, I mean I know a lot of people but I always just have a handful of people like my soul mates honestly and um I often re revalue and reassess like are the, the people in my world currently a good influence and a positive influence on me because you know energy is so contagious and whether that's you know the partner your current boyfriend like obviously not things aren't going to work out all the time but how is this affecting me subliminally subconsciously what are what's the energy i'm receiving from this and what energy am i giving back because that's just as important are am i able to be the best version and give the best version of me and i think that that those dynamics are things that we don't often think about we just sort of go with the flow a lot of the time whether that's like a job that we don't like and we're just sort of getting through and plowing through it you know you don't have to live like that you can make those decisions Um, You know, if people around you, your friends are saying, you know, are all about the way that they look and, you know, you're you're a little bit bigger than them and they're putting you down for that or they're judging what you're eating or any of those things. It's actually like you don't need to deal with that. Yeah, you you don't
0: have to be around people you don't feel great around. Like, such a misconception. Like, you're mm, so right. mm. You're an average of the five people that you surround yourself with most. We've probably read a lot of similar books mm-hmm. and, uh, I fully agree with that as well. My yeah. life changed when I stopped hanging out with those negative sucking people yeah. that suck all the energy out and like just aren't positive and don't believe in you. And if you have a big idea, they'll put it down. Like mm-hmm. those are the people you don't want to hang around.
1: Yeah. And even if, and you know, like even the people that you love the most can often be like that. Your family, for example. So what do you do I about don't that? I believe it. Um... What do I do? If it's family,
0: so I've struggled a little bit yeah. about that. Like, if it's someone that's family and they don't make you feel great about yourself, what do you do?
1: Yeah, I. you know what? Your family, you know, I try to think they have your best intentions at heart. But selfishly, they are trying to protect you in the way that they know best. And that might be something that's been ingrained in them when they were younger Or something that they've been indoctrinated to believe. And actually when you're somebody that is a a thought leader. Or you think outside the box. Or you truly have conviction in your own judgments. Then you need to pursue that for your own happiness. Like when I first started out and decided to go into modelling and not pursue my doctorate. There was a lot of, you know, judgment and kind of disbelief around it. Because I'm letting years of education go essentially to become a model which is so opposite the complete opposite to actually having that humanistic love for other people and helping them to develop to them being a model and working on platforms like instagram and twitter which had just come about and people you know my dad and my mum are a complete generation don't have any idea about but if you have that conviction in yourself you will make it work and you will make it happen and i think only you if you fail will you know it's all down to you it's your complete responsibility whereas if you failed or if you didn't do it then the other people then you'll just constantly live in resentment and blame and feel that like you haven't lived the way you wanted to live your life
0: yeah absolutely you know the scariest thing ever is regret mm. scariest thing ever is the thought of waking up one morning and being you know too old to go back in time and do it all over again mm. and you know, never really doing what you're passionate about and never really Mm. like doing you and always being scared what people think about you. That's the biggest thing. I used to be so scared about what people thought about me Mm. in high school. I cared so much. I would just really, I just fake confidence about me. It was just this like, you know, fake person. I wasn't actually deep down. I was always scared about talking to my Mm -hmm. friends about things I was really interested in. And I was never really, I would never stand up for myself. And, um, you know, I was really affected by that. And then I read my first personal growth book when I was 18 and it changed my life. And I went through so much change that year and yeah, like it's, it's crazy. I still struggle with it sometimes, but so, so much less than I used to. Yeah. So much less. I yeah. I really just speak my truth now all the time. And I think it's because I have went, and I, I think you're, you're similar. Like we've both like have this, this need to learn more and mm. to read these personal growth books and to like put effort into like ourselves and our, and our, you know, mentality and like mental health. And mm. I, I think that's so important if you want to live your best life. And if you want to feel like you've accomplished what you need to accomplish in this world, it's like, what do you really want? Yeah. You know, put everything out, like everything else out of perspective. Like, what do you want? Mm. What are you passionate about? What do you want to give back to this world? Mm. Like what's, what's your mission? Mm,
1: absolutely. You know? yeah. so yeah, I completely agree. And I think what we, I mean, like the hot word of this year has been mental health. And a lot of the time it's actually been attached to mental illness. And so we've, we've, you know, I'm so pleased that we've been able to have these conversations now and squashing that taboo, but mental illness is very different to mental wellness and wellness is something that i think the majority of us are needing to develop and look after and nurture the same way that you would read up on nutrition you do look at what you're eating And whatever you consume physically is going to affect you the same way mentally. Whatever you're consuming in your mind and things you're reading, the energies you're surrounding, all of the things we've just said, those things will affect your mental wellness. And I think you're a constant work in progress with that. You constantly need to be aware of how to look after your mind the same way you look after your body. you know, people give this example all the time about going into a hospital and if you had a broken arm, people would be able to see that and empathize with it a lot more than if you said, you know what, I've just got a really um, heavy head today. I don't understand what this black fog is. It's like, you know, people don't really take that seriously, but actually it's such a big thing and you have to acknowledge it and understand it. And I feel like me developing that self-awareness has been the, the epitome of what, my confidence comes down to if I didn't have that I I don't know where I'd be I'd probably try to like I know maybe diet or become this diluted version but right now I just embrace every bit that's
0: so amazing and it's so true it's all about awareness if you're aware about you know all of the amazing things in your Mm. life and your health and being grateful for who you are and where you are and how you're brought up and like all these different things it's like you just concentrate on the good and that's just so much more powerful and it helps Mm. you so much so a question for you if a young girl's listening and she has body dysmorphia issues Mm -hmm. I have those issues sometimes as well like I definitely have struggled with that in the past but what would you say like what's your advice to somebody with Mm -hmm. body dysmorphia or like a really negative image of Mm -hmm. themselves
1: um first of all you're beautiful (laughs) everyone's beautiful in their own way and you know you sounds so cliche but it isn't how you look on the outside nothing you can do on the outside is ever going to change the way you feel on the inside you know so I think it's about developing what excites you what's your interest what is your talent what are the kind of passions you have secretly that you really want to pursue mixing and then after you've gone and Figured that out, mixing in those circles with people that actually, I don't know, love skateboarding like you do or love podcasts like Mm -hmm. you do. You'll find like minds, you'll find your tribe. And then actually, less attention will be placed on how you look because you found other things that build your self esteem. And from that, I think nothing can break you personally because, you know, if you put so much attention on your outward appearance, And you dye your hair blonde and become super thin or whatever. And somebody's like, actually, I like somebody with brown hair and is curvy. You're just going to break. Because it's like, you know, everyone's opinion of beauty is so different. And if you keep trying to morph, you'll just become this diluted version of yourself. But who really are you? And I think you can only do that with, you know, figuring that out. Who are you when you're at home alone by yourself? Um,
0: Yeah. Why try to be someone different when mm -hmm. the true you is this certain person? Like... I used to always think before I met Ben, it's like, oh, like, I'll meet the guy that I'll end up dating because he's my first boyfriend. I always had this really, really messed up thought that I never have actually said out loud to many people um, of, like, oh, I'll only find a boyfriend once I look a certain way. Like, once yeah. I lose a few pounds or, like, once I'm, you know, prettier or better in, mm. in a certain way. Mm. And I found Ben, and, like, he loves me for my good and my bad, and he, like, he's amazing, but it made me realize, I'm like, wow – Thank God I allowed myself to get into that kind of relationship, yes. even though I didn't think I was deserving of, of it at the beginning. I didn't. Mm. And, you know, thank God I, I just let myself be me yes. because if I wasn't me, he probably wouldn't have loved me. He probably wouldn't have, have fallen in love with me and wanted me to be his girlfriend. And, you know, there's, it's so funny because we think being a certain way is like the most important. We mm. think being a certain way, like with the way that media portrays beauty you know, mm. you know, we think that's the only way, but it's it's not. Mm. And I'm so eternally grateful that I came to that conclusion when mm. I did, because if I didn't and I rejected him because I didn't think I was good enough yet, like, I was, mm. like, there were certain points where I felt like an imposter. Like you said
1: before, the imposter syndrome. I was like, why, like, why does he like me? He's too perfect for me. Like, what mm. are you talking about? Mm. And, and you end up projecting that onto it. And it's all subconscious. <sighs> it's you feeling a certain way. You project that onto the other person. And it just you know it rocks the boat and you don't see where you've gone wrong but it is something that is how you feel and that's you know it just breaks my heart when i hear like you know i feel like we've all been there when we've been like wow this is way too good to be true i don't feel worthy whether that's in a job or a boyfriend or any opportunity that comes about and you're like but actually you you are deserving you you are and it's rewiring that mindset and believing in it and believing in yourself because, and you know, again, it's that self narrative. If you can catch yourself thinking that, then you can reframe that.
0: Yes. And be like, I'm Awareness.
1: not saying that again. Or I often, always, if I ever hear one of my nieces going, uh, Jada, I look ugly. I've got spots. I'm like, stop it. Don't talk about yourself like that. And often I say it to myself, if I'm in the mirror, I'm like, "Whoa, you look rough today. <laughs> I'm like, no, shut up. It, it sounds a bit crazy, but like I have this internal dialogue. So I'm like you have to so you have be able it too. to talk Everybody, yourself. We yeah. all do. I, I often, often it happens when, you know, you step into a meeting or I've, I've had a casting. And for the first two years of my um modelling career, I would go into castings and be like, why the hell am I not getting picked? What's up? And then <sighs> I, do I need to change this about me or that about me, maybe I should lose weight, maybe I should put on weight, maybe I should tone up a bit more, maybe I shouldn't. All these things. And then it got to a point where I realised, actually, this decision is completely out of my control. And actually what I can control is going in, feeling great, leaving and getting on with my life. And they need to decide, am I good for that season? Am I the look they're looking for? Am I the size that's going to fit their samples? Because you know what? You having the right look is such a small minority in the grand scheme of the decision that they're making when they're looking at are you even in the country when we're shooting this campaign. Like there's so much different things. And the same way, you know, if you're like, you know, going on a new date and stuff, you can't control what people are thinking about you. All you can do is show up, be your best self, and go on and move on with life. And if they come back then great. And if they don't, great, you're moving on. They weren't for you anyway.
0: Exactly. Why fake being somebody else? Because what, you end up dating that guy or you end up getting that job and they they find out that you're not actually who you said you were. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. You want to be happy. You don't want to be, you know, putting this front on all the time. And it's so true. It's so, so true. I love this conversation
1: so much. It's so powerful. These kind of heartfelt conversations as well, I often have with my friends and and I and like have that openness of communication where you can literally just have these real raw rough convos and not feel judged and I feel like that I'm so grateful for that and lucky because obviously you know not everyone does and I don't know what who or, or where I'd be if I wasn't able to have that support because support networks are so key and I keep my very very close and I'm so grateful for them. But just being able to be real and have those conversations, like, I'm not, what the hell is going on? Is this right? Mm. How I'm responding. And maybe having someone saying, actually, you know what? I've noticed that this is, like, you're, you're a bit off today. Do you think maybe it's because of X, Y, and Z? Um So I definitely recommend like having that network will do wonders. And that goes for both women and men, because I think these conversations are just as valuable for every one of us.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. If you're a man or a woman, look around yourself. Who are your favorite friends that you hang out with the most? Mm. Are they positive people? Are they mm. financially where you want to be? Are yeah. they spiritually where you want to be? Are they po- like positive? Are they nice?
1: Yeah. How do they nice. treat the they're waiter kind. at the restaurant? Kindness. That's like my key thing. When people are like, oh, so what's your type? What are you looking for? I'm like, I just want someone that's kind. Yeah. Like, that's it. All the rest is a bonus. But that good soul, that's like.
0: That, yeah. That's when you know somebody has just done the personal growth and like happy in their own skin when they're mm-hmm. just kind mm-hmm. to an- anybody and everybody. Mm-hmm. When people are rude to others when people write mean comments on Instagram, when people are rude to the Uber driver, the waiter, it's like they obviously need some confidence. They obviously are not happy with themselves mm-hmm. and they want to prove to themselves that they're better in a certain way. Yeah. And it just shows mm-hmm. it's, it's always such a red flag. If somebody is mean to somebody like that's working, um, yeah. in, like, you know, an industry like taxis or,
1: Restaurants or something.
0: So that's always a red flag. But yeah, how do you find great friends? That's a really good Mm. question that I feel like a lot of the listeners might want to know the answer to because it's like, how do you if they don't if they don't like their current group of friends and they don't like how they make them feel, like how do you change that group and kind of just start fresh?
1: Mm. Well, that you know, it's a hard one because you're not going to just be like, okay, see you later, peace out, move out, but it's for me i've been lucky enough one of my best friends we met at college and we both studied psychology Mm -hmm. and then happened to live around the corner of each other like she lives a road away from me even now and she's now really high up in the mental health world and is just killing it and again very self-aware one of our main um points of interest are that we love self-development we we have that care for humanity in a sense and that curiosity about ourselves so that's sort of where we've bonded it it wasn't over you know we we both love to dress a certain way or it's not it's not that artificial type of um friendship it's a lot deeper than that and i and you know having the same sort of interests like you both love the theater and and i don't know acting or the arts and you know being able to connect on a a level that's less superficial, I think will entail long friendships. So going to
0: more things, like going to a workout class, if you're really into Pilates, and like chatting up with the instructor after, or going to um, a painting class, or a dancing class. Go to
1: a gallery and see who's around. I know that sounds weird. Go to a library, go to a bookstore, um, join classes, like put yourself out there. I remember I met um, one of my... A few, well, the majority of my best friends we met at college, luckily. But the thing that bonded us was the fact that we love to travel. Mm. So we would just go and travel all over the world together. Um, we also love food. Oh, <laughs> We're yeah. massive foodies. So when a new place would open up, we'd all go to it. Um, and those kind of things that are just so simple. They're so simple. And I think also another, well, another friend of mine I actually met whilst I was act- I did an acting class which you know went along all by myself didn't really know what to expect was super nervous when I got there was kind of like oh what am I I even getting myself into do I even want to be here met so many cool people and we go to the theater sometimes now and cinemas and have our own little movie club and whatnot it's so fun but yeah I think you can you curate your future you curate your circle and your reality yeah
0: and for me I think I had to go big when I, when I left Toronto to move to London. I really didn't like many of my friends there, maybe two that I really still stay in touch with. They're just kind of, you know, not the best for me. Um, you know, pretty cliquey and they go out and party a lot. And like, I just, I can't, I'm not that kind of person, um, and they were quite small-minded, um, so I just didn't fit in, anyways. I came to London, and I was like, okay, so now this is my time to completely start fresh, and I kind of am forced to. I was forced to because I was mm. in a different city, mm. and I couldn't. I didn't have that comfort of like, okay, maybe next week I'll start hanging out with other people, like you know. So it was it was easier for me because I had that mm. big jump, but it was hard when I got to London. Like I had to definitely you know, I've met friends of friends and I just was really open to meeting Mm. new people. And, you know, I would even like message people Like there was, um, you know, this girl that did like radio presenting and I wanted to do presenting when I first came to London. So I messaged her, I DMed her and we became friends. And like, you know, Mm. there are so many things that you can do, especially with social media and stuff these days. Like Mm. You can literally just start following someone and be like, Hey, like I like your stuff or like, Hey, this, that
1: build your tribe absolutely and I think you know you don't have to move countries in order to do that I know mine's pretty aggressive I know no (laughs) yeah you really threw yourself into a deep end that's super brave but I feel like you can literally just join a new club or message someone on Instagram you you admire and meet up with them go for a coffee see what they're about maybe you'll find you have loads of common interests you could go to an exhibition together or go to a show whatever it is it's those little baby steps that you're mindfully making Mm. that can lead on to bigger pictures.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So true. Toxic people. It's like, you can't, you can't thrive in life if you're surrounded by toxicity all the time. It doesn't work. You need people that support you. And I think that's where I am, like where I am today, you know, because I have such a supportive boyfriend who's constantly on my back to make me the best person ever. Like he knows that I need my morning routine in the morning. And like, if one morning I'm like, Oh, I'm tired. I don't want to do it. He'll be like, Mimi, come on. You know, you'll feel better if you do your little meditation. I'm like, okay, you're right. When I don't want to do it, it's like when I need it the most. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. So just having people that are supportive and that don't find your interests weird. Like I think I do a lot of things that are quote weird to a lot of normal people. Mm -hmm. um, and that's okay. Like I'm totally fine with it because that's just me. Like, I remember there have been a few friends throughout the years that have been, like, embarrassed if I was, like, vlogging or, like, posting something on Instagram. And, like, they'd be, like, why, like, mm. you know, why are you so caught up on that? I'm, like, well, it's my business. Like, you kind of have to, like, be around the people yeah. that support you no matter yeah. what and, like, are there for you, I yeah. guess. Yeah,
1: I always say as long as it's not harming anyone else and yeah. as long as you're doing it for the, your right reasons. Yeah. Like, I always think you be whoever you want to be. Do, you know, society's boundaries and judgments and you know labels that they place on you who gives a crap like as long as you are doing it in a way that is gonna help you grow and is a positive thing um I just think why not why not and you know there is no right or wrong as long as you're just not harming anyone else go for it and And explore it and you know what it might change you might not like Mm -hmm. it after that you might actually change your mind and be like this isn't for me but give yourself that space to figure it out
0: And even better, not just not harming anybody, but like helping other people. I think like the biggest motivation for me in my career is the fact that I'm reaching all these young girls and this podcast is solely to help inspire and get people to be happier in their own selves and Mm. to motivate them to live their best lives. Like I love that. And my biggest fuel is getting DMs from people being like, okay, your podcasts have changed my days. Like I listen to them in the mornings. Oh my God. And that just like gives me this buzz. And I'm like, all right, let's keep going. Like, what more can I offer you? And I love it. I feel like it's like fulfilled this different part of me that posting a you know, pretty picture on Instagram and getting a lot of likes will never fulfil. Like yeah, you know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Do you also feel like it's because you're going through that growth and you're just sharing your knowledge and unpicking it and understanding it yeah. and you have that curiosity and you're sharing what you've learned. Yeah. And in turn, you know, selfishly helping other people sort of helps you. And totally. it's so gratifying to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, just being honest. Like nobody is perfect Mm. and having something relatable to listen to and having like positive information Mm. always you can like have it on your finger at your fingerprint at your fingertips sorry Mm. (laughs) um like on on your podcast app or like on you know um your kindle or something just always having that positive information like it's just so powerful and I don't know where i was getting to there was a point that i was gonna make here i forget what it was. helping
1: other people yeah you know you, you know you love getting this is much better than getting those dms
0: oh yeah way way better yeah. well the and end of those dms features. is just everything a few times actually i've had because i do like i've done youtube videos and stuff yeah, like yeah. um but i think the podcasting is like my new big uh big yeah. passion but i've had a few messages of girls that have actually wrote, written me like long paragraphs being like i actually had depression and, like, you've been helping me so yeah. much, you don't even know the effect you've had on my, yeah. my life. And that has, like, made me cry before. Like, it makes yeah. me, like, want to just, like, keep doing this for the rest of my life.
1: But that's all it's about. Even if one person listens to it and is like, wow, that's changed my whole perspective on things, it's worth it. You know, this is not something that is just trying to have a quick fix. It's about you're starting the conversation, continuing that real authentic honest conversation which I don't think there is a lot of out there and and what we're craving to hear more of you know we're more connected than ever but still so disconnected
0: yeah and you know what this is actually what I was gonna get to it's not a quick fix you're so Mm. right it's like personal growth and self-development and like becoming the best version of yourself you can never like I don't think I'm ever gonna reach like 100% the best best version of myself I'm gonna try and you know, I'm gonna die trying, but I it's impossible to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Nobody is perfect. Even when I'm there, even when I'm where I wanna be financially, mentally, spiritually, physically, like even when I've reached all those goals. I'm still going to have to actively work towards them every day. They don't Mm. just like... You don't get there and then stay there. But also,
1: once you get there, you push the bar higher. So you're like, I want more. Naturally, it's human instinct. We're always going to get there. And I went to this really cool exhibition in Amsterdam once, which was all about happiness. And they say you can be very unhappy when you don't have enough, and you can be very unhappy when you have too much. And there's this sweet spot in the middle, which is where you'll find that ultimate happiness. And so acknowledging that and realizing actually you know, this idea, this idealized image of perfection isn't the end goal we're aspiring to. I think it's happy right now. Yeah, so
0: true. And living in the moment, that's something else I struggle with, living in the moment. I'm always constantly thinking about, oh, can I do this to get there? Or, um, you know, visualizing my future or thinking Mm. about my past. It's like Mm. living in the moment and just being you and being happy with where you are today and now is so powerful. Mm. And- it's it's a struggle at first, but the more you do it, the more you'll get used to it, the more you'll change those habits and the happier you'll be. And honestly, it all goes back, in my opinion, to self-love. If you love yourself, then you respect yourself enough to nourish your body with great, healthy, amazing, nourishing foods. And you want to exercise because you feel good when you do that. You want to do yoga because you love how your body feels when it's flexible. You want to work on your business because it makes you feel so happy that you have the potential of, of, you know, Mm. being financially really free and you do these things out of love, not hate. Mm. And that is like revolutionary. When I started doing things out of love, not hate towards my body. That's when I
1: started changing. Mm. Yeah. That's so interesting doing it out of love. And again, that goes down to the way you speak to yourself, Mm. the things that you feel like you deserve. You deserve the best love from other people. You deserve to go and get that job. Yeah. You're worthy of it all. Like it's it's so powerful. It actually like I get goosebumps thinking yeah. about it. Because you know, we live I often live a very, you know, conscious life but there's times where I do just float on by and I'm like, all right, today I'm taking it off. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the movies, I'm gonna get ice cream and popcorn or I just wanna, you know, chill out on the sofa and watch Netflix. And again, that's fine too. The next day I'm going to wake up, I'm going to have my green juice and I want a nice breakfast. Yeah. It's constantly knowing that you're going to be on this up and down. Ebb and flow.
0: That's how life works.
1: That's how it is. And I think remembering that is also so key because you're not going to be constantly on this health th- fix all yeah. the time. Sometimes I want a Domino's pizza. Yeah. But if you do it, I'm going to feel bad after it. As in like my body is like all bloated, yeah. but that's okay. Like, yeah, but if you, that's
0: the thing. You're not doing it all the time and like doing it. Cause it's like, okay, like, you know, I really feel like it, I'm just going to do yeah. it. But not like, Oh, I hate myself. So I'm going to punish myself by eating this or yeah. like binging or purging. Like you don't like things out of hatred are always so negative. If yeah. you love yourself, like And you do things out of love, it's like, yeah, have some of that pizza. But don't, like, you know, feel like you need to, like, throw up afterwards. Or, like, don't, like, have these negative thoughts and hate yourself afterwards. You probably don't hate yourself after doing that. You're like, oh, okay, whatever. Tomorrow I'll be healthier. It's like just being more aware that, like, you don't need to do anything
1: out of hatred. You can just do it out of love and it'll work so much better. And what you'll realize is actually that the food and your relationship with it is something that is stemming and being triggered from something else so it's you know I what I've noticed from my background and my insight into what I studied was it's that lack of control elsewhere and it's understanding where that comes from what's happening in your life and why do you feel this need and what is it triggering inside you so that's always the after effect of it anorexia isn't being skinny anorexia is the demons inside your mind and being skinny is the like knock-on effect of it but it's understanding what's going on in your head before you get there
0: yeah and if you have healthy a healthy mind you're 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 doomed (laughs) or you're not doomed you when you have a healthy mind you're like you you're definitely gonna have a healthy mentality and body because if you do things negatively like it's just it affects everything it yeah. affects you on a cellular level like when yeah. you think negative thoughts yeah it literally like tightens your 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 muscles your organs like you're not there's no blood flow mm. in your digestion like you, you aren't digesting things properly when you're consciously angry mm. or anxious mm. like it affects
1: your entire body mm-hmm. and you, you know and you know we all i've got two points you hold stress in different areas of your body as well like when people come and say i have these really bad back pains it's actually not your posture necessarily maybe that's where you're holding your stress your grief your angst um and also you can have a super healthy body but your mind can be all over the place and that's interesting too because i often say i work out for the way it makes me feel mind body soul not just the way i don't work out because of the way i want to look Which I think a lot of people that maybe don't want to go to the gym that listens to your podcast and doesn't feel like they want to work out necessarily because they feel bad about themselves. Just remember, you're not there for the aesthetic outcome. You're there to see the effects it has on your mind and your body.
0: Mm -hmm. Get healthy to, you know, get healthy to get fit. Don't get fit to get healthy. Mm. So I actually recently did a podcast with Dr. Will Cole. He is like a big health expert in functional medicine and said he's like you know start with health start with like you know what you're eating and like how you're treating your body and i'm gonna say this from me like mental health as well as well and then the results will come like don't try to get the results to to get the health get the health and then you'll see the results like it it just goes back to that i think it's simple and i'm sure
1: there's a lot of people that probably like you know you can lose loads of weight and yet you still feel so big And that's a weird idea in my head that actually you look so different, but you still feel, you still see yourself.
0: Body dysmorphia, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it's something a lot of girls struggle with. And it's like, me too, some mornings I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, I need to lose a few pounds. Then some mornings I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm looking fine today. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's and it's the same body. It's It's, a few days different. So it's like, I'm still working on that. And I think like when I'm, doing all my positive, uh, you know, routines like we were talking about earlier, it helps, Mm -hmm. but it's like a constant struggle. And, but I think the more we do it and the happier we are doing it and doing our, our routines and our healthy eating and our working out and our self-care routines and rituals, the more that we'll be used to feeling better. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Wow. We're already at 40 minutes. What a great convo. I love oh, this so much. Me too, likewise. Made me forget about my cold for a few minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good.
0: Get it out of your head. Get it out. All right, Jada, where can our listeners find you?
1: You can find me at Jada Sezer. That's J-A-D-A-S-E-Z-E-R across all platforms. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Amazing.
0: Okay.
1: Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. Bye.